It's Christmas time. And with Christmas time comes Christmas movies, right? right? I imagine all of you have your favorite Christmas movies. So um, what are some of your favorite Christmas movies? What are they? Santa Claus? Okay, what else? King of Kings. What else? It's a Wonderful Life. All right, what else? Elf. Elf. What's your favorite Christmas movies? Christmas Story. Noel. What's your guys' favorite Christmas movie? Elf. The Big Christmas Carol. What? Home Alone. Right. All right, so great Christmas movies, right? I'm, I'm grateful that no man raised his hand and said, Hallmark Christmas movies. I'm just, I'm just grateful for that, okay? All right. Yeah, so we all have favorite Christmas movies. I mean, you know, as far as um, just the fun ones, um, I think my favorite is Elf. As far as the ones that are religious, um, more recently it's called The Nativity. The Nativity. If you haven't seen it, it's beautiful. Because it deals and it focuses mostly on the birth of Jesus. On Mary and Joseph all the way up to the birth of Jesus. It really is beautiful. It's something to watch in the next few days during this whole Christmas season. Speaking of nativities, we have a brand new nativity set right over here. That one of our prisoners um, made from scratch, used our current figurines, and then built a whole new nativity scene here. It's, um, it's beautiful. And I think that it really captures um, the beauty of the nativity scene. So listen, uh, families with all of your kids, make sure at the end of Mass, you carry on the tradition that we grew up with when we were kids. And that is, come and um, kneel by in front of the nativity scene. Say a little prayer uh, to our Lord in the form of the babe lying in the manger. And then tell your children the reason why that baby is lying in the manger. Why, of course, is the baby lying in a manger? I mean, is it so that uh, we can feel all warm and fuzzy about the Holy Family and Mary giving birth, and, and we can create nativity scenes in our churches and in our public squares and, and in our homes, and we can uh, feel warm and fuzzy inside about this baby lying in a manger. Is that the reason why the baby is lying in the manger? My answer to that is no, and is not. So it's something nice to look at, right? The church in its tradition for hundreds of years has called us to put in nativity scenes in our churches, in our homes, in our public squares for this reason. But I'm going to tell it for something that happened in history. And actually, where this comes from is the rescue project from Father John Ricardo. Many of our prisoners have already gone through it. 
um, and we're going to have another semester starting in January of the Rescue Project. It's, it's an experience of the re-presentation of the gospel and what the gospel was always meant to be. And we gather as a community each week to do that. It's beautiful. It's, um, it's just, it changes people from the inside out. Okay, so Rescue Project. There's a scene in the Rescue Project that Father Ricardo paints for us to consider. And the scene is D-Day, World War II, Battle of Normandy. And just imagine all these thousands of young men, some of them barely out of high school. My dad entered World War II when he was 17. Thousands upon thousands of young men, right? And they're storming the beaches of Normandy or parachuting beyond those beaches. And all these German soldiers just trying to kill as many of them as possible. If you ask any of those soldiers, why are you here? What is your purpose in this act? they would immediately say, to fight. This is a time of war. To rescue a nation. To rescue Europe. To rescue people. And I want to propose to you that that's the reason why this babe is lying in a manger. In our churches and in our schools, in our, in our homes and in our public squares, is to remind us of the Son of God coming and lying in a manger. He came here to fight for us because we are in a war, a spiritual war, and there is an enemy, and he, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has landed on our shores in order to rescue us. How do we know this? We know this from the whole scriptures, right? Like, from the beginning. We know that God had a perfect plan for us. He created all of creation good. Over billions of years, he set it all in motion. And we know from the story of Adam and Eve that he created you and I in his image and likeness. And he created us good. And he created us to be in a beautiful relationship with him. But the enemy had other plans. And the enemy came to us and said to us, you don't have to follow God and you don't need him. You want what you want and you should pursue whatever it is that you want. And so for thousands of years, that's exactly what humanity has been doing. That's exactly what you and I have been doing. In many ways, 
We want what we want, when we want it, how we want it, where we want it, with whom we want it, and we pursue it. And that has caused much suffering. Not just of other people, but of us and us hurting other people. So God had a good plan for our goodness and created us good, but then this is the bad that has come from you and I saying, I want what I want. And often saying, and how can I want what I want and it be bad? How can this thing, whatever this thing is, be bad? When it feels so good, right? Or when everyone else is doing it, right? So we have all this reasoning, all this rationalization, all this logic behind it, explaining why we pursue what we pursue in this world. That's the second part. Good to bad, to the rescue. And the third part is, God saw the state that we were in. And what is that state? God didn't put us in this state. We put ourselves in this state. And think about how we deal with all this. What it produces. It produces anxiety, worry, fear, anger, hatred, resentment, jealousy, envy. It produces a sense that I'm unworthy. I'm not good enough. I'm a bad person, right? It produces, i got to stay busy. I've got to do X, Y, and Z. I have to be productive in order to be considered worthwhile in this world. And so we work like crazy. All the demands and expectations, responsibilities that so many of us, as, like for instance as moms and dads, just carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. And I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, this was not God's plan for you. This unhappiness was not his plan for you. And so, he comes to the rescue. He sees the war that we're in. Inside of each one of our minds, our hearts, our histories, our hurts, our hopes. He sees that going on inside of us. And he decides to join us. In the midst of all of that, to fight for us, to rescue us. I want to give you another image. Again, this comes from the Rescue Project. An incredible experience. I encourage all of you to consider it. All the information you got in your hands when you came in, it's all in there, right? In our, our, in our Christmas magazine. There's another scene. This scene, I want you to imagine this, right? That there's a little girl, a little boy, and they're living in a house. And in that house, the family is just broken. And because of the brokenness in that family, that little girl is neglected. That little girl is, doesn't feel she's loved. 
That little girl is abused. These are not God's plans for her. So this little girl, there's a knock on the door. But before that knock on the door, this little girl looks out every day and she sees the family next door. And when she sees the family next door, she sees them out playing in the front yard. And she sees the father and the mother among them. And they're having fun and they're playing games and they're laughing and they're just enjoying one another's company. And in the summer months when the windows are open between the two houses, she hears all that is good and beautiful going on in that family through, the, through their windows. And how mom and dad love them and care for them. And then one day, there's a knock on her door. And she answers, and it's the father of that family next door. And he says to her, I have seen what has been happening in your family. And I'm here to ask you if you want to come with me. I'm here to ask you if you want to be a part of my family now. If you want to be my daughter. I'm here to rescue you. Would you like to be a part of my family? And without hesitation, the little girl, she says yes. She doesn't even pack a thing. And she runs into the arms of this father. And he swoops her up. And he carries her to his family. And there is nothing that this other family can do about it. He rescues her. And spends the rest of her life Loving her. My brothers and sisters, this is what Christmas is. This is Jesus coming among us in our human condition and saying to us, you can be a part of my family. I want you as my son, my daughter. I'm here to rescue you. I'm here to fight for you. All those things going on in our minds, in our lives, in our relationships, he's coming to rescue us from. I want to end with this. I want you all to close your eyes. Does everyone close your eyes? Everybody close your eyes. And I want you to imagine that you're that little girl or boy in that house I just told you about. Just imagine yourself. You're that little girl or boy. Right? And you got all these things going on in your life. Your sin. Your temptations. Your brokenness. Your fears. Your worries. Your busyness. Your exhaustion. Your sadness. Your depression. Your pride, 
your greed, your envy, your lack of money, your struggles with health, all of it. Whatever it is to you, imagine those things you struggle with. And then imagine that God comes to you. See him right now in your minds. I hear him come to you, say to you. He knocks on your door. And you open the door. See him there on the other side of the door. And he says to you, I'm here to rescue you. Hear him say that. I'm here to rescue you. I want you to join my family. Hear him say that. I want you to become my son, my daughter. I'm here to fight for you and to set you free. And if that's what you want, then say to him right here in a church, as you're about ready to worship him at Mass, then say yes to him. I want you to rescue me. I want to be your son and daughter. I want to be a part of your family. And then he says to you, come follow me. And you walk away with him. Open your eyes. My friends, this is what we celebrate at Christmas. Right? You are a part of his family. You are his son or daughter. He does love you. He does want you to be a part of his family. He is here to rescue you. Let him. And then walk with him every day. That's what it means to be a Christian. Not just on Christmas, but every day of your life, he's here to rescue you. Go with him. Be with him. And be a part of his family.